Hare Krishna, and we are continuing with Shri Ishopanishad. By His Divine Grace, Srila A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada. Jai. Page number 79, Mantra 14. Sambhutim cha vinasham cha yasta dvedobhyam saha vinashinam rityum tirtva sambhutyam ritamashnute sambhutim the eternal personality of Godhead his transcendental name, form, pastimes, qualities, parfernalia and the variegatedness of his abode etc. Cha and vinasham and the temporary material manifestation of demigods, men, animals, etc., along with their false name, fame, etc. Cha also, ya as they are, tad that, veda knows, ubhayam both, saha along with, vinashena everything liable to be vanquished. Mrityum, death, Tirtva, surpassing, Sambhutya, in the eternal kingdom of God, Amritam, deathlessness, Ashnute, enjoys. Translation One should know perfectly well about the personality of Godhead and his transcendental name, as well as the temporary man material creation with its temporary demigods, men and animals. When one knows these, he surpasses death and the ephemeral cosmic manifestation with it. And in the eternal kingdom of God, he enjoys his eternal life of bliss and knowledge. Purport Human civilization, by its so-called advancement of knowledge, has created many material things, including space, capsules and atomic energy. But it has failed to create a situation in which man need not die, take his birth again, become old or suffer from diseases. Whenever these questions are raised by an intelligent man, before a scientist. The scientist very cleverly replies that material science is progressing and that it will ultimately be possible to render man deathless and ageless. Such answers by material scientists prove their gross ignorance of material nature. In the material nature, everything is under the stringent laws of matter and must pass through six stages of existence birth, growth, duration of life, transformation, deterioration and death at last. Nothing that is in contact with material nature can be beyond the above-mentioned six laws of existence. And therefore no one, whether demigod, man, animal or tree, can survive forever here in the material world. The duration of life may vary in different species. Lord Brahma, the chief living being within the material world, 
may continue his life for millions and millions of years, while the minute germs may live just for some hours. That doesn't matter. No one in this material world can survive eternally. Things here are born or created under certain conditions. They stay for some time, and if they have life, then they grow, create generations, then dwindle gradually, and at last are annihilated. By that law, even Brahmas, there are millions of Brahmas in different universes, each one bigger than the last, are all liable to death either today or tomorrow. Therefore, the whole material world is called Martialoka, the place of death. The material scientists and politicians are trying to make this place deathless because they have no information of the deathless spiritual nature due to their ignorance of the Vedic literature. The Vedic literature is full of knowledge matured by experience. But modern man is averse to receive knowledge from the Vedas, Puranas and other scriptures. In the Vishnu Purana we have information that Lord Vishnu, the personality of Godhead, possesses different energies, known as Para, superior, and Apara, or Avidya, inferior. The material energy in which we are at present involved is called the Avidya, inferior energy, and the material creation is made possible by such energy. But there is another, superior energy, called the Parashakti, where everything is different from this material, inferior energy. That nature is the eternal or deathless creation of the Lord. All the material planets, upper, lower and intermediate, including the Sun, Moon and Venus, are scattered over the universe. These planets exist only during the lifetime of Brahma. Some lower planets, however, are vanquished after the end of one day of Brahma, and they are again recreated during the next daytime of Brahma. Time calculation on the upper planets is different from that of ours. One of our years is equal to 24 hours, or one day and night, on many of the upper planets. The four ages of Earth, Satya, Treta, Dvapara, Kali, make a duration of 22,000 years and five months in terms of the time of these upper planets. Such a length of time multiplied by 1,000 is one day of Brahma and one night of the Brahma is the same. With such days and nights accumulating into months and years, Brahma's life is estimated at 100 years. And at the end of his life, the complete universal manifestation becomes vanquished. The living beings residing in the sun and moon, as well as those in the Martialoka system, 
which includes this Earth and many planets below the Earth, are all merged into devastating water during the night time of Brahma. During this time, no living beings or species of life remain manifested, although spiritually they continue to exist. This non-manifested stage is called Avyakta. And again, when the entire universe is vanquished at the end of Brahma's life, there is an Avyakta state. Avyakta, sorry. <laughs> Avyakta. Right, so, the non-manifested stage, when living beings are spiritually existing but materially not, it's Avyakta. But beyond these two non-manifested states, there is another spiritual atmosphere or nature where there is a great number of spiritual planets existing eternally even when all the planets within this material universe are vanquished. The cosmic manifestation within the jurisdiction of the various Brahmas is a display of one-fourth the energy of the Lord, and this energy is called inferior. The spiritual nature beyond the jurisdiction of Brahma is called Tripadavibhuti, three-fourths the energy of the Lord, and is the superior energy, or Paraprakriti. The predominating Supreme Person in the spiritual nature is Lord Sri Krishna. He can be approached only by unqualified devotional service. Unqualified devotional service. I think there's a there's a misprint. <laughs> okay. And not by anything else, such as the process of Gyana philosophy and yoga mysticism, much less that of karma, fruitive work. The karmis or fruitive workers can elevate themselves to the svargaloka planets, including the sun and the moon. Gyanis and yogis can reach still higher planets, such as the brahmaloka, and becoming still more qualified by devotional service. They are allowed to enter into the spiritual nature, so qualified devotional service. Mm -hmm. They are allowed to enter into the spiritual nature either in the illuminating cosmic atmosphere of the spiritual sky, the Brahman, or on the planets according to qualification. It is certain, however, that no one can enter into the spiritual planets called Vaikuntas without being trained in devotional service. On the material planets, everyone, from Brahma down to the ant, is trying to lord it over material nature, and this is called the material disease. As long as this material disease continues, the living entity has to undergo the process of changing bodies, whether in the form of a demigod, a man or an animal. And ultimately, he has to endure the unmanifested condition during the 
two kinds of devastations, the night of Brahma and at the end of Brahma's life. If we want to seize the process of repeated birth and death and the concomitant factors of old age and disease, then we must try to enter into the spiritual planets. And Lord Krishna, by his plenary expansions, is the dominating figure on each and every one of them. No one can predominate over Lord Krishna. And anyone trying to predominate over material nature is called a conditioned soul, being subject to the laws of material nature, suffering the pangs of repeated birth and death. The Lord comes here to re-establish the principles of religion and the basic principle is to develop the attitude of surrender towards Him. The Lord teaches this in the last portion of the Bhagavad Gita. But foolish men have tactfully misinterpreted this prime teaching and have misled the people in diverse ways. They have been urged to open hospitals but are not interested in educating themselves to enter into the spiritual kingdom by devotional service. They have been taught to take interest only in temporary relief work, which can never bring about real happiness for the living entity. They start varieties of public and semi-governmental institutions for tackling the devastating power of nature but they don't know how to pacify insurmountable nature. Many men are advertised as great scholars of the Bhagavad Gita, but they overlook the factual method presented there to pacify material nature. Powerful nature can only be pacified by the awakening of God consciousness as is clearly mentioned in the Gita. Sri Ishapanishad, however, teaches in this mantra that one must know both the Sambhuti and Vinasha perfectly, side by side. Mm -hmm. By knowing the Vinasha alone, the temporary material manifestation, you cannot save anything. In the course of nature, there is devastation at every moment. No one can be saved from these devastations by any efforts of hospital opening. They can be saved only by complete knowledge of the eternal life of bliss and awareness. Jai. The whole Vedic scheme is meant to educate man in this art of achieving eternal life. Haribo! Let's read this again. The whole Vedic scheme is meant to educate man in this art of achieving eternal life. People are often misguided by other temporarily attractive things based on sense gratification, but that sort of service which thus misleads them is most degraded. You must save your fellow men in the right sense. There's no question of liking or disliking the truth. It is there. 
If you want to be saved from repeated birth and death, you must take to the devotional service of the Lord. There can be no compromise in the matter of necessity. Wow, such a powerful conclusion. <laughs> yes, Jai. I really love this, this, this language. Like Srila Prabhupada, he's always very honest, you can say, just honest and truthful. And um, he's speaking it with compassion. That's why sometimes when he says, like, this is foolish, like, it's, it doesn't sound as, like, you know, offense. But it sounds as, you know, just like two plus two is not five, okay? <laughs> so it's not a matter of liking or disliking the truth. It's just there. Jai, so thank you so much for tuning in today. And the link to this book is in the description. Please uh, check it out and share it with your friends. And we shall continue tomorrow with Mantra 15. Oh, it will be a beautiful verse about the dazzling effulgence of the Lord. We're actually like concluding the book in a few days. So stay tuned and we shall see you next time. Hare Krishna.